0: All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Uh, All is well here. I am in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. And just as a heads up to the listeners, I will do my best to edit out anything that happens in the background. But housekeeping has been vacuuming on and off right outside my door in the hallway. So if I am talking, you suddenly hear a vacuum go on. That's what's going on.
1: I, I I like that you felt the need to address it. Like they'd get concerned, you know what I mean? Like they would they would hear it and be like, "There's vacuuming going on." What the fuck? He's being held captive somewhere. I don't know what that sound is. I don't know if it's um uh, if if it's industrial equipment. If he's being held in a warehouse by the Russian mob, I have no idea what that sound
0: is. Well, it's more not concerned, but annoyed by because I, you don't know this. I don't know that you know this, but. Uh, I go through and edit the furnace noise out of yours every week because oh, it nice. is fucking loud as shit and annoying and overpowers everything. So uh, I should do that for my other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Listeners who listen to both, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> um, uh, there was a delay uh, of, of 30 seconds in recording because I hit record and then I went, oh, shit, I got to do something. What I did is I, re- I turned up the levels on my recorder I did a show last night in a cultural center, uh, and in Chippewa Falls, that just means it was still all white people, it wasn't actually cultural, and I suppose cultural could mean anything. Uh, in my head, I thought ethnic center, I guess, uh, cultural usually doesn't mean white people.
1: Um, but the, They have both kinds of cultures for Chippewa, Wisconsin, they have Irish and
0: Scottish. <laughs> and, th- and that that makes sense, given that Chippewa is a very Native American name,
1: Um. So I had to. Oh yeah, no, 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 no ease there for, for for quite some time.
0: <laughs> I uh, I had to do a super clean show, and I decided to record it. I said I don't have any really super clean recordings of myself, so let's let's get this uh, on tape. And an interesting thing happened that I'm still trying to figure out. What I did when I plugged my recorder into the audio board is you have to turn the recording levels down so it doesn't overmodulate. Well. What happened was I got, you get a super quiet recording, which is fine because you can always boost audio levels in post. And that, what happened was I got a super quiet recording that was somehow also over modulated. So even though all you could hear was me whispering, it was fucking weird. What were you
1: recording it on?
0: What's that? What were you recording it on again? Just, uh, just my uh, little handheld uh, HN1, H1N handheld recorder. Just my little MIDI. Really? Yeah. But it was just huh. weird. I've never had anything that's both quiet and over-modulated at the same time.
1: Yeah, I get that a lot at work when people will send in uh, pre-recorded stuff. If if it's super over-modulated when they record it somehow. But yeah, if if you're recording it directly in there, I mean, I would have to take a look at the the setup, I I guess. That was just
0: weird. Hey, uh, something I did not tell you last week. I don't think I did. You'll have to remind me. Did I tell you that I was getting my first ever colonoscopy?
1: God damn, dude. Like, I... uh... We've gone from audio tech problems to colonoscopy. I was like, surely this is going to be a much better topic for the listeners. No, not right on to colonoscopies. How, how did it go?
0: It was, uh, well, first of all, I call it my first and last. Um, they said that if they find polyps, I'd have to go again in like two, three years. And I'm like, you know, if you find polyps, they've been there for a while, and I made it this far with them. So I think I can make it another 50 years with them. I don't know. but Sure. Um. it it was interesting in that first of all it was just like a nap and have you ever have you ever been put under with anesthesia
1: yeah a long time ago yeah yeah
0: i had an operation when i was 10 and i remember very specifically laying on the gurney staring at the ceiling and the guy saying count back from 10 and me going 10 9 and then i woke up like hours and hours later with right. this one, they didn't tell me. They just uh, he's in the pre-interview, he said, At some, we're going to give you an, anesthet- an anesthetic and you'll remember that you were talking to us and then you'll wake up. And I'm like, oh, okay, but I expected a heads up. But they didn't give me any heads up. One moment he says, turn on your side, obviously, because they need to get near my butt. And uh, I do, and he says something uh, about blankets, blanket rules um, because they had to take my temperature. And I asked, like, why are you taking my temperature again? You just took it two minutes ago in the uh pre-operating room and they said well it's a blanket rule that we have to blah blah." blah. and then the next thing i go i said i was I, I i go i'm waking up and they're like yep hi everything's done i'm like the fuck happened like they knocked me out so yeah. fast and no heads up but it was uh, the, the procedure you're, you're mad because they didn't have you count back from 100 <laughs> yeah so i could get to 99 uh, That's nothing
1: dude when I got my colonoscopy now I mean they did ask me to count back from 100 but I woke up wearing smeared
0: lipstick. I was like what the fuck was this about? Oh that must have been nice. They, they made you look pretty for it. <laughs> uh, I yeah I, I didn't feel pretty. I mean the procedure itself super easy. You just you, you sleep through you don't feel anything. You don't wake up and and go, "Ooh, that stung" or anything. Uh the day sure. before is everything you've heard about where you have to drink what is it? Sodium nitrate or Whatever they do, you are not allowed to eat I fasted for 24 hours I lost uh, 5 pounds, which was awesome Gained it all back but That's cool um, Man, when, when, when it hits you It took me like 3 hours I started drinking my stuff at noon 4 hours, at 4pm Every 5 minutes It was like turning on a faucet And <laughs> You do not want to leave the house Or go anywhere You just become a drainage tool
1: yeah, that's that's rough, man. And
0: then when you're done, this is the last thing I'll say about it, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, he, I can't remember if he told me this pre- or post-procedure, uh, but he said that uh, because you haven't eaten anything and you've, you've run all this fluid through your system, uh, the colon tends to collapse. So for them to stick the camera in and take a look, they fill it with air which means then all day after the procedure, I just walked around farting. He said, you're going to feel bloated and gassy, just let it all out. And I did, and it was was a bunch of non-stinky air farts. Lots of fun. So, Jake, I, I highly recommend you get yourself several colonoscopies.
1: I will never get a colonoscopy after this. Uh, neither will any of the listeners. They've been they've been horrified away from a- a- anything anything that even rhymes. Any anything that ends in oscopy. I don't think they're ever going to get. Just in case they sign up for the wrong shit, you know. They're
0: you're, they're going to get it if they're married because that's the only reason I got it. Because my wife is like, we have good health insurance. You're supposed to do it when you reach middle age, so it's you have to do it. And I'm like, what the hell? Happy wife, happy life, and. I, I, the, the sad thing is, is I'm a comic. I had hoped to get some jokes about it. I haven't gotten any jokes yet. It's just, you know, I haven't found anything a- amusingly funny like, oh, I got to tell the- about this on stage, you know, anything wacky. Just it's a story and it happened. So big deal.
1: Yeah. No. if um, if my girlfriend ever tries to make me get one of these after that, I will be girlfriendless. I will be uh, I will be out there single, not getting colonoscopies,
0: man. Well, there you go. All right, should we jump to the news? Let's do it. All right. Um, I, w- I want to start with a favorite topic of ours, Jake. One, one thing regular listeners will know is Jake and I uh, happen to have a fondness for any repressive system that then turns out to be just completely flawed. Uh, the Catholic Church, the Boy Scouts, and now the Amish. The Amish keep to themselves and they're hiding a horrifying secret. Yes, Amish are holier than thou. They can't use telephones. They can't use cars, but holy crap, they can rape and molest their sisters and daughters and brothers. And it is, according to the article that is breaking, just pretty horrific, as you could guess it would be I mean, she there's this one girl she's got started. she was being raped by her brothers at age nine, by 12. her father, Abner started molesting her. Uh, I mean, every single repressive society, this seems to be the outcome when you put everything into tiny little boxes and they need release. So when you say you're not allowed to touch yourself, you're not allowed to look at pornography, you're not allowed to have premarital sex, then it comes out in the worst of ways, and the best part about the worst of ways is they always cover it up. They never make changes. They never say, "Hey, maybe this shit isn't working out. Maybe we're a bunch of backward ass fucks." And I don't mean the Amish. I mean anyone in any system like this. It, what the fuck? How many times does this well, need it, to happen? Yeah,
1: it, it. And to to be fair to to the Amish in general, uh, I. This article, from what I could read, I mean, I, 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 didn't, I didn't make it through the, the whole thing. I just kind of skimmed the last half, but it seemed like it was really more about this, this one story, which I, I'm sure happens plenty. But there's no way to get sort of accurate, big picture numbers with this kind of thing because, yeah, you, you know, there's not a ton of Amish people going on Good Morning America and you know, really talking to anyone, so he can't you can't really get like a full scale for it so it, see, it seems like it, it they they're sort of taking you, you know like a, a small number and extrapolating it to the whole sort of community which is kind of annoying but well, I, they... that be, that being said that being said in general if i if you told me jake right now the bus is about to hit you you're going to be reincarnated as a woman um, here's a bunch of different societies you can live in. the The religious ones, basically, the more costumes you need to wear to go outside, they in general, tend to be less good for women. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying like every single Amish community, every single whatever, is going to be bad for a woman. I'm just saying if you if you tallied them up, I I'm I, I'm going with the one that, that 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 let me wear a t-shirt because. there's going to be less shit like this happening.
0: Well, I'm doing the math right now while you're speaking because I went through and... Nope, come on, get that. I found an online thing. And let's see if it does it correctly. God damn it. Will you just give me what I want to know is... Okay, so it's not a lot. Um, It's coming out to 1%, roughly. Uh, But they said they interviewed... And now I lost the article because I went to another thing. Uh, in over the past year, interviewed over th- uh, nearly three dozen, who, in addition to law enforcement, judges, attorneys, and outreach workers and scholars, that sexual abuse in their communities is an open secret spanning generations. So victims told me there are 342,000 Amish in North America, and in one year they found uh, 36 victims. Again, that's that's one percent. That's a low thing, but like you said you can't get it's it's not just one family they're they're talking about congregations and one family can be made up of like 40 people because of the way they go and as you scroll down she, the author has identified 52 official cases in all right that's a long term over two decades so I think it goes both ways. I think you're right in that you don't know the overall numbers. She's focusing on one family, but there are other things. So 52 over 20 years, but also when really focusing on it, 36 in one year alone.
1: Well, right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm saying there there's no way to get an accurate number on this because they're not, you, you, you know, what, what are you going to do, a phone survey? You know, like, it's yeah. just not going to happen. <laughs> you
0: have to, you, you literally, this is not a joke on the Amish, you have to go door to door, and then you have to get them to open up, and you, I mean, it's going to be, it would be a right. long, long process. But I found this quote very interesting. We are told it's not Christ-like to report. So, uh, daddy diddles you and then says, you can't tell anyone, what would Jesus do?
1: Snitches get sent to hell, man. That's, uh... That's what
0: they say in the Amish towns. They are crediting it to um, the Me Too movement, however, that it has no matter how isolated you are, you still live in North America, and information is going to get through. And so Amish women are now either coming forward or gathering in groups and saying, hey, is this happening in your family, in your clan? Yes, holy shit, let's talk about it. They're, they're banding together, and that's good. You know, there's... There I mean it's a very positive thing. Yes. If there is any Amish
1: women listening to this podcast, first of all, listen to it quietly, you'll get in <laughs> trouble. You know? I, I, I know podcasts I, like I don't know the specifics on you know, but just just keep it on low. Second, write us and let us know if that's happening or or, or wait, more wait, wait, importantly wait.
0: email us. Amish email, email us. us.
1: <laughs> Yes, and we'll we'll see what we can do. You know what I mean. We'll get we'll get law enforcement on the phone. Actually, just go directly to law enforcement. I don't know why you need us as a middleman. Just take our advice. Keep the podcast on low and call the cops.
0: Um, now this is where I know that I'm a horrible person, and I get it. So, listeners, you don't have to judge me. You can judge me, but you don't have to email me and say I'm a horrible person. I know I'm a horrible person. Um, there's just something so I, my mind just reacts to sentences and I know we're discussing rape and, and it's horrible. It's awful. It's, it's the worst violation. But when you're reading about rape and the Amish, there's just something about a sentence that says, uh, raped in the hayloft and on the seat of his buggy. I mean, it's just the hayloft and buggy. It just, it's too on the head. Like, I I, I don't and buggy. what's yeah. that? Well, that yeah,
1: that that was the the words of like a really early Hank Williams senior song, and it was you, you know for the time it was it, it made sense. It rhymed. It went well. You know went 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 well in the song.
0: Uh, you just read a sentence like that, and you're like, yeah, the hayloft, the buggy, that makes sense because it's not going to be the backseat of the car or at the movie theater or anywhere else, but. But sure. What, Very
1: few pinball machines in the Amish community. Oh,
0: an accused reference. Very good, yes. Jake. I caught that. Um, but seriously, uh, I, I can't wrap my head around it, so that's I'm going to ask you the question again because I'm hoping you can provide some insight because your mind works faster than mine. What do you think it is about any repressive system that creates... Uh, reactions like this? Is it the the silence, the code of the Boy Scouts, the code of the church, the code of the Amish? Is it the... I mean, because we know with um, priests that sometimes they would go into the vocation like, ooh, I have a thing for little boys. If I do this, I will be around them. And uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, people don't Join the Amish, but what do you think it is about, rep- is it just basic humanity? Is it psychology? What is it that when you, you you set down such a strict set of restrictions, people lash out in the worst of ways? Do you think it's that they lash out in the worst of ways, or do you think they're inherently damaged and they would have done this no matter what? Uh
1: <sighs> Well, first of all, my mind does not work faster than yours right now because it is in it is in the the, the very AM, and I I have just woke up. That being yeah, it's said, ten
0: seventeen where you are, I got up at five thirty. I've already been to the gym, had breakfast. Already. Oh, not me, not me. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's a Saturday, you know. I but um, oh yes. By the way, we are recording on Saturday the twenty fifth. So uh, if anything happens today or tomorrow, and we didn't cover it, that's why we were too busy talking about the Amish.
1: Yes, we were busy talking about Amish people. Um, I I will I will again blame the costume. I think I think a lot of these guys. It's sort of like uh, it's it's like cosplay for them. You know, like we're dressed like we're in Star Wars or the Crucible or whatever the fuck, and it just kind of gets them going. No, I, I I think it's I think it's basically the the, the silence thing. You, you sort of have um, with with the whole. We're our own separate little community, and we're we're shut off from the rest of the world, so to speak. And I, I even even the Amish aren't as shut off as a lot of people think. They they still you know have shops. They still come into town and, and set up at farmers markets and stuff. And they're they're really nice people. And so I, I don't want to just shit on the Amish. They you know, um, back when I lived in Iowa, I always I always you know they they were pleasant. They were dressed a little
0: funny. You know, I I don't know why were those Amish or Mennonites because we have a lot of Mennonites in Iowa and I always get the two confused because they do dress the same not making fun. I'm just saying that there are more Mennonites in Iowa that I know of and they dress the same and they're very easy to confuse.
1: Yeah, dude, it's it's the Sunni and Shia of horse and buggy Jesus religions. I don't fucking get it, but you know, yeah, I I know they're similar. I don't know the goddamn differences, nor nor do I really care. Um, you, you know, I you you we worship you know face in this way, you worship face in that way, um, but, but it's all about Harry Potter books from the goddamn desert thousands of years. I don't give a shit. Um, but I think that it's it, There's sort of a thing where. They, they're they're their own community, and and they may not necessarily, uh, you, you know, trash other community, you know, but there is a certain level of the the people judgment. that aren't is our little. I mean, judgment, not even a judgment thing, but like the, I mean, that's there too. But the, the it's a thing where they go, the the people that aren't in our community, it's a whole different thing. And we need to sort of look out for the community because the other people that aren't in our little club they're not looking out for us and so we we have to look out for our own and so speaking out against anything to the outside community is sort of looked at as like a, oh you're not just you know helping yourself get out of a bad situation you're somehow, bringing this on to the community and you're making us all look bad and so they'll get they'll get judged by by the other people in in their community going why did you bring this on the community you 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 should have handled this internally you know there's proper chains of command and it and it it always gets worked out in the end you just got to you know report it and do the right thing you know we we always take care of our own and get it worked out you just got to you, you got to do this because it, it paints the community in a bad light. So you should have just handled it internally somehow. Like that was going to go well.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And um, while I was listening to you, uh, things started gestating in my own brain. And um, what I'm thinking is I, I, I don't remember what it's like to be 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I do remember those years as, as a male Man, when when you have your first wet dream and you start figuring out, holy shit, I have these weird fucking urges. Um it's they're they're powerful. And I would imagine that when you live in a society like that that tells you to deny those urges, that those are bad that your thoughts and feelings, the tingling you have between your legs when suddenly you're like, "Oh, hey, uh, uh, the wind hit me and now I've got a boner." Um you don't know what to do. You're just being told that you're evil and wrong, and that you don't that you know you need to pray to get rid of those thoughts. And then I combined that in my head with the silence of the lambs. Um, not what do we covet, what we see every day, but how, what do you do for an outlet? You have no outlet, and, but you do have access to things that are under your own roof, and that's where it goes horribly, horribly wrong. And that's all I can think of is is you're being told everything you're thinking is not natural; it's wrong. Even though it is natural, so you have to deny it. And when you have no real information coming in, you're gonna act out sometimes in the worst of ways. And I think that's what's going on here is they they don't get solid information. They just know emotions and they just they do horribly damaging things. That that's that's just the kids. That doesn't explain the parents or the adults unless they're just brought up, maybe they're just so regressed as adults from never having uh, true information, or um well, I don't know if it's so much.
1: I, I don't. I don't think it's 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 as much of an issue as of of doctrine, right? I think you're still going to have these issues, even if you sort of have a weird little hippie religion, like Charles Manson or something. You know what I mean? He certainly didn't have sexually repressive. Fucking, you, you know, <laughs> not repressed um, at
0: all. No, <laughs> no,
1: no. Kind of the opposite, but closed off community. So a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of not good things were going on. And I, th- I think it's more about the sort of the, the the being shut off, the 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 code of silence, the whatever the fuck, than it is about the actual doctrine. Because look, I know this isn't kind of this isn't any sort of you, you know. Um, you know study or anything but I a long time ago I used to rent apartments here and one of the neighborhoods was in we had like a um, a sort of an exclusive landlord that just had property scattered you know across um, Manhattan and Williamsburg one of them was in a Hasidic community and we I, I showed it to a few different women and the first couple were like Oh, no, I, I don't want to move in here because of the neighborhood. Like, the the, the the Hasidic guys kind of look at you fucking weird if you're a woman. And and I was kind of new to the city. I didn't think much. I thought maybe they're anti-Semitic. Maybe, you know, whatever. They had a bad experience with some Hasidic guy. Like, whatever. I didn't think too much of it. But the third lady I showed it to, I would showed her a lot of places. And I actually I, I knew her pretty well, you know what I mean, by that point. And so she she kind of talked freely, and she was even Jewish too. You know what I mean? And she freaked the fuck out when I showed her the place. She was like, "You cannot be serious." You know what I mean? And I was like, "What?" And and she was like, "The people, man." And I was like, "But they're just you know they're they're just Hasidic. They're they're Jewish." You know what I mean? Like who who gives a fuck? She's like, "They're like super super religious, man. They treat you shitty if you're a woman." And we went into, like, I showed her the apartment, of course, she was like, yeah, the apartment's great, but I, I, don't, I don't want to live in the middle of a Hasidic neighborhood, man, and, and it kind of is, when you go into these Hasidic neighborhoods that are, like, super, super acidic here, it is, in a way, sort of like there was a, a an Amish neighborhood in the middle of downtown Iowa City just for a few blocks, you know, it's, it's kind of like that, and... It, 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 it's really like everything's there and, and she was like I don't even know where there's like a grocery store and I was like oh I saw one right across the street let's go in there we go in there I'm telling you the guy behind the counter looked at us like we had dicks growing out of our faces you know what I mean just stared at us mouth open I was like hey what's up you know and he didn't say anything to me just stared at me mouth open couldn't believe I was in there. It was like something out of a fucking movie. And the women, the, the place was filled with women with their kids and they had like the uh, the shaved heads and the genie hats and stuff and they would do a thing when I would walk by them. It was a body language that I only really got when I was like in Afghanistan. It was a weird sort of thing where they would back up and not just make room but make a really insane a lot of amount of room and, and do it in a way to where they were it was almost a formal way of looking away from me because I was a man right this it was an odd sort of formal fear not fear for me personally you know like I definitely felt fear for me personally when I was in Afghanistan from certain times depending on how hot we were coming in a goddamn doorway you know that being most the time it was what we called soft knocks. But the women would do something where it would be like a formal, they're looking all the way to the ground. They're, it's a very weird body language. It's a body language that says, I need to be not just showing you, but I need to show anybody who could be glancing at me from afar that I'm going way out of my way not to be looking at or talking to or touching another man Otherwise, some guy with a really stupid looking hat on is going to make my life very uncomfortable, possibly fucking beat me or worse. You know, that's the. I don't know that that was happening. Look, dude, but uh, I am saying I only got that body language there and in Afghanistan and and Iraq. Um, Less a little bit less in Iraq. That that was a little bit more like the Williamsburg way. It was definitely, it was certainly more in Afghanistan. You you know, it was more dramatic. It was more theatrical, over the top. You know. It was, it was like, you would have thought I was Chucky wielding a knife and coming. Yeah, you know, like they, they hop back, they look at the ground, they, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's crazy. But, um, I, I felt that there, I felt that in Afghanistan and look, I mean, it's a, it's a, I, I really do think it has a lot to do with the costumes. Uh, the more costumes you need for your God to be happy for you to go outside, uh, the less good it tends to be toward women.
0: Yeah, the I I hear you, and I I, I get exactly what you're talking about. Um, the first thing I thought of, and I Googled it while you were talking, and I didn't re- I didn't remember it was 2013. I just knew it was several years back, and I pulled up the news article and the picture. Do you remember the news article and the picture of the Hasidic Jewish person, the man who was on an international airplane and was sitting too close to women, so he. Put a a, a full size garbage bag over his entire body. No, but
1: I mean they don't. Yeah, they won't. They won't shake women's hand. That's a that's a no no. That's a big. I was I was talking to a guy, uh funny comic actually, but he he used to be Hasidic and he was saying that you you he can't even it like went well when he was acidic. I think. Uh, he he wasn't anymore he kind of switched and was orthodox and then you know um but he he was saying he wasn't allowed to shake women's hands like you, you just you can't
0: yeah well this this picture in the news article that made i remember uh, that i'm looking at the picture right now head to toe he he's got the world's largest garbage bag and he is sitting inside it on an airplane because he was too close to women he was too close to them so I get what right, you're saying. Right, right. So
1: about. like you got to pick it. I think that's where really a lot of that stuff is is able to get contained within the communities in terms of the abuse and everything is because if you if you look at that picture and look at how how closed off that man has to feel from the rest of society, you know what I mean? He's anybody in that community, you got to think of how he, he's literally wearing a fucking trash bag on an airplane. How less likely is a woman who's abused in a society like that going to be to come to the police station of, you, you, you know, smartphones and heathens, you, you know, the rest of society and be like, hey, this is going on. I mean, you, you, you know, I, you you always hear about how tough it is for victims of sexual abuse to come forward, even um, when they live in. "Quote unquote normal society where they're allowed to go outside in a tank top with their hair showing and a and a cell phone and stuff. You know, it's it's already difficult enough for them to come forward. I can't imagine in you know horse and buggy land out out in the middle of nowhere or you know his city communities in, in in Williamsburg or you know super super Muslim communities where they they got to wear the full on fucking Star Wars burka you, you know to go outside like it's gonna they're not gonna be willing." To go and and report anybody in that community, for the most part, and so a lot of that stuff, we're just not going to get accurate numbers on that.
0: Well, you you nailed it because what I said earlier was uh, I was trying to put my head because I'm a boy, I've got the boy parts, I've got the boy brain, and I was trying to wrap my head around the disgusting actions of these guys and when they, you know, first discover their sexuality and like but I'm not allowed to act on it you're absolutely right so think about the poor girls in that situation they're brought up the exact same way so if something happens to them it's shameful you must have done something to bring this on you Um, you know this is your fault you have sinned this wouldn't have happened if you weren't a bad person so shut your mouth and like you said don't don't let it leave the community and you'd nailed it right there at the end. I mean, uh, in a sideways note, Annabella Scioria just testified in the Harvey Weinstein case. I mean, we're talking 1990, New York, progressive town, and even she didn't go to the police because she was too scared. And the prosecutor's like, you know, why didn't you go to the police? She said, I right, don't know right. how to react. I have been raped. I, I felt guilty. Maybe I should have fought more. I... Yeah, it's it's a horrible. When it's 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 in a in a way, it's the same kind of thing that's going on um,
1: with the like the the Amish communities. In that, it's it's not just uh, you know oh, uh, the the part where it's it's shitty and uncomfortable and whatever to 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 go and report stuff like that. Well, I'm in saying general,
0: you quadruple but, what Annabella Scioria was. Going right, through. you, you quadruple, quadruple it when you
1: add to like oh, this is like a powerful movie mogul who you know has enough connections that he I may get in you know somehow in trouble like a guy it's it's not a guy with a funny religious hat in this in this case but it's you know it's a guy with a suit and he's got connections and those connections also connect to law enforcement and they connect to the 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 not the community I live in, but the community I want to work in—a a, a sort of elite acting world—and it's like I'll be I'll be shunned from the community, you know? I or not like shunned from the community, no, but no, I hear you it's in the parallel. same way, but it's but unable parallel. to work, unable, which is it's it, in a it, it's similar—it's a it's a certain kind of thing—and so yeah, I mean, it, they're not just worried about the guy; they're worried about the rest of the fucking community. Uh, they're not just worried about. I oh I want to go you know this one Harvey Weinstein guy it's like well what the fuck is he gonna do you know to get me shut out of acting I mean that that might happen
0: God damn yeah see I told you your mind was sharp motherfucker even if it is early um, Let's switch topics but stay with community in a sense um, This doesn't relate but it does Found it very interesting that another news story is that Utah became the 19th state to ban conversion therapy for minors. Um, You can't pray the gay away. Utah said that you can't, like Michelle Bachman and her gay husband, you can't go into uh, their conversion therapy and say, oh, you're gay? Uh, Well, let's uh, lay our hands on you and talk to our invisible God, and now you're cured of your... Uh, non disease. Well, yeah, and it's it's Utah. They weren't originally going to ban it, but then it was actually pretty interesting what happened. The governor
1: of Utah got a blowjob from Michelle Bachmann's husband, and he was like, "God damn, that's the best blowjob I ever had." This dude is definitely still very gay, even though he's been to conversion therapy many times. In fact, I heard that's that's where he learned this. Um, he's but he's goddamn. But I mean, he he wields a penis like a Jedi wields a lightsaber. There's no way this man is straight.
0: I just uh, th- this article to me was very hopeful and also depressing. I mean, how is it only 19 states have adopted it? Uh, I-, I suppose, of course, you're going to have your your uh, Alabamas and your Mississippi's and your Georgias. Uh, but I found it hopeful in the in that it was Utah of all places, because in my head, and I know I'm probably wrong, so you can you can make fun of me and correct me. Uh, the states I just named, you in my mind, you have sort of like dumb conservative and then maybe intellectual conservative and in my mind this is just a judgment call and i'm probably wrong i tend to look at utah and go oh yeah mormons those are more intelligent conservative oh you know alabama that's dumb conservative they're hicks um so i they're so smart they get extra wives for it yeah (laughs) so but it just utah like california new york Minnesota, you would think, would be uh, uh, against gay conversion. But then you have Bachman and their their setup in Minnesota, which is kind of odd. Um, But it's just just hopeful that Utah has, has come forth and said, yeah, this doesn't work. It's very damaging. We're just not going to allow it. Now, the one thing in there I thought that was interesting, it says, outlaw conversion therapy for minors. So once you turn eighteen, then, then it's okay to pray the gay away. You still can't buy a beer or cigarettes anymore. That's now twenty one, also. But once you turn eighteen, you can get rid of your gay.
1: Well, you can't you can't make it illegal for adults, man. I mean, it's you know you can't. I mean, because it's at the end of the day, they're fucking adults. They can they can do whatever they want if they if you're look, man. If if you can if you can uh, smoke cigarettes, you, you know what I mean. Like if you can, that's going to slowly kill you. If, if if you can sign up to like like I did to go get shot at to make seven guys in Texas rich um that that can kill you um that's I, w- I would argue that's that's worse for you potentially than anything they do in conversion therapy uh, you can you can do that at the end of the day you gotta let adults make their own decision if a, if an adult if a consenting adult decides that he needs, to go to a place where they slam his dick in between two bibles until he's straight or whatever the fuck, then you got to let him do it. Um, if you're going to, if you, well, you know, if, if you're going to let the guy go to a dominatrix and she's going to beat the fuck out of him, you know, and that's what gets him off. I mean, yeah, then you got to let people do it.
0: No, oh, I hear you. I agree. I uh, just, it's, so yeah, it makes sense that it's for minors only. It's just, uh, Silly and sad that uh, there still might be people, and I get it. It must be horribly confusing. Someone that would grow up in, because in, I've read interviews with Mormons that are gay that talk about uh, what they went through and the the fear of being shunned by the community again. Back sure. to that theme, and so you turn eighteen, and maybe you do want a way out, and so you go to a place like this, and it's it's that's it's horrible to think, but man, it must just be incredibly confusing and scary. If you think you will be disowned from your community, so that is what you turn to—is something to deny who you are. Well, but it's—it's it's also like that's—that's that's kind of all they
1: all—they all, all know, and they don't really know a, a lot of you know openly gay people. Right, so that's and they're not of, just gonna
0: what you don't turn eighteen and go, yeah, I'm gonna move to New York now. It's fucking right. scary.
1: That's that's not how that
0: goes. It's kind of. Um, did you ever see a movie called?
1: The miseducation of I I, I don't remember the woman's name, but it was I know what you're talking about, but no, I
0: didn't see it, but it's in my brain. The instant you said the miseducation, I or wait, maybe I'm thinking of an album. Wasn't there a miseducation of Missy Elliott? I don't know. Uh, Maybe I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Um, it it, no, it was. I mean, there there probably was, but this this was a movie about um a a lady wrote a book about going to one of these conversion camps. Yes, yes, Karen Post. So she wrote a book about going to one of those conversion camps as a minor, you know? And they made a movie about it. It's actually really good, man. And I I really I expected them to to do a thing where they they demonized the people running the camp. You know, especially in this day and age, really easy to do that. And just go anybody, you know, running this camp, anybody who would send their kids there is an evil homophobe who hates gay people. And wants them to die, or you know, wants them to, right. to 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 repress who they are, and and you know, they're they're evil. It did not demonize anybody, any single person running the camp. It didn't demonize the the, the people that sent the kids there, uh, because it what it showed is a bunch of people who felt like they were doing good for these kids, you know. I and I, I mean, yeah, you do hear those horror stories. About the places where it's like, yeah, they're giving me
0: electroshock therapy and they're fucking, you, you know, and it's just my uncle's boyfriend went through electroshock electric shock therapy in the nineteen right. seventies. They tried to shock the gay out of him.
1: Yeah, and and yeah, I'm not saying there's not plenty of those places that are that are physically abusive and all that kind of shit. Um, that being said, it. it this one, I was watching it, and so I got court ordered to rehab many times as as, as a minor. <laughs> and uh,
0: <laughs> yes, you felt, did,
1: dude. This movie, I'm watching it, and I'm going this this feels exactly like in, in terms of their actual um, like like therapy methods and stuff. It was like the stupid, cheesy methods that they would be using in in underage rehab. Where they would, there was there was one part in the movie at, at the beginning, going, "Oh, this is here's a little cartoon drawing of a glacier, and this represents your 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 same sex urges." Now write all the things on the glacier that draws you away from. And it was just this stupid sort of like hack pseudo psychology that they would use because these people that 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 work in there, they're kind of like hack psychologists, hack therapists. And I think that, like, anybody who really, like, they want to be a therapist or something, but they they bomb at it, they'll they'll go work with youth, you know? Because, you you know, nobody over 18 can directly fucking fire you, basically, <laughs> you know what I mean, they can tell their parents, hey, this guy sucks, he's making me do collages, and I'm 16 years old, why am I making collages, you know, and they'll be like, shut up and stop doing fucking meth, you know, Right? and you'll be like, yeah, but this guy sucks, like, he's a fucking, he's, he's playing acoustic guitar and singing about getting sober, He's a, he fucking sucks at singing, too, you know, and, like, if if you bomb with working with adults, you go work with kids in any profession. You know that's just the way it goes. And so, um, you know, and, and am I saying that's true with teachers and shit? Yes, I fucking am. Okay, <laughs> you can't make it as a you couldn't make it as a professor. That's why you're you singing Barney songs to a bunch of second graders. You're worth no, nah, but you know, teachers are okay, kind of, but. It 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 had a lot of like the cheesy pseudo psychology and the stupid so it, it like almost like summer camp activities for kids even though like you're almost eighteen most of you and it's like what the, what the fuck is this you know and it, it just it had that sort of feel and most of these people thought that they were doing good for the, you can tell there, there was no hatred in these people in this movie and I truly believe that in most of these camps it's not hateful there either you know i think that they're like i i want to help these kids you know because if you don't if you don't really know a lot of openly gay people even the parents that send them there and and all you know is look they have a higher rate of suicide and they you know, they're listening to all this information they're given all oh, the higher rate of suicide and oh, they they're, they're going to have a higher rate of stds man they're going to get aids and they're going to you you know why would you want your kid to have that it it was basically if you just if you break it down like that it's going to sound like you know being gay is like being a fucking heroin addict and so they're going to treat it the same way and and it's it's not it's not malice it's just it, that's why it's a good title it's a miseducation you know it's a flawed way of thinking it's, it's not it's not that these in its yeah, ba- most basic form it's not that most of these people are bad people now, now, some are i'm sure yeah there's some real fucking demons that work in this place and, and but it's not it's not the people that are bad for the most part. It's the overall system that they're that they're doing this in. You know what I mean? It's not that it's not that doctors in the Middle Ages were horrible people for putting leeches on people. It's like, that look, that's what the fuck we got. I mean, you know, that we got leeches. We, we don't have stethoscopes and shit. Sorry, right, you know. So they're using. They're using really outdated ways of thinking. They're using very incorrect ways of thinking and that's 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 kind of what it's about, man. and, and but that that being said, if somebody over 18 wants to go do it, just like if, if, if you want to go to a fucking energy healer, you know, like, oh I have a headache. I'm gonna go to my Reiki healer so she can shake a crystal over me and that can make the bad energy go away. <laughs> I fucking yeah, whatever. Yeah. Pray it away. You're you're over eighteen. If you're still dumb enough to fall for it, go go pray it away. Have have fun trying to be straight.
0: Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um let's just bang out the last couple three things. Um I, I had this idea in my head that I don't know if you want to play along with in future episodes. Uh, maybe a segment called Things That I Shouldn't Find Funny But I Do Find Funny. <laughs> or it takes the, yeah. in the news that I should not find this funny, but I do. And it's the news story I sent you. Puerto Rico emergency director fired... After residents discover warehouse full of Hurricane Maria supplies, yes, Hurricane Maria devastated Puerto Rico two years ago, and they just uncovered a warehouse full of water and uh, MREs, meals ready to eat, and just all sorts of supplies. Oh uh, yeah, and it, I shouldn't up, find man. that funny, but at the same time, I'm like jesus goddamn christ puerto rico get your shit together was this graft was he hiding this to sell it or is it just incompetence i shouldn't find it funny but i do that two years later they find a warehouse full of supplies that could have helped people
1: yeah that's that's a pretty rough one man um it yeah how do you how do you how do you let that happen you know unless it's, it's, it's on purpose. Wild.
0: all right next story this one is just straight up funny Aerosmith's drummer sued, and and since I sent you the story, he did lose. Sued Aerosmith to play uh, with them at the Grammys. Apparently, they're getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, something. And uh, I mean, that just shows that you when you're a kid. You think of bands as these best friends that get on stage and make music. And then as an adult, you read about how. Oh, many of them actively hate each other. Yes, always. They always hate each other. Uh, Cream, Led Zeppelin, uh, Aerosmith. Uh, it's just every, every, every. Like, I remember I read the Motley Crue book every single member of Motley Crue and, it turns out, Aerosmith, every single member has their own lawyer and manager sometimes. Like, there's a band manager, but when there needs to be a decision, all the lawyers talk to one another. And that's what happened here, is a quick rundown. The drummer got hurt, so they used a temporary drummer, and then he says he got better, and he wants to play with the Grammys, and they said, okay, well, let's do a band practice and make sure you can play. And he's like, fuck you, I don't need to audition for my own band. And then the lawsuits started flying. It's just amazing that you these bands nobody gets along i mean they're very rare when bands do get along like look at kiss uh gene and paul just took everything over and out goes peter out goes ace and then they put new guys in the makeup and in the 80s it was a rotating guitarist and then rotating drummers it's it's bands are not what we think they are when we're kids
1: oh no that's i mean it's it's why the the cool thing about stand-up is you you don't you don't have to absolutely rely on other people to to do your fucking act. I mean, you, you kind of... I mean, yeah, you got you to get... Uh, the place has to be booked and, and, and the actual event has to be set up. But I can go on stage, as long as I got a working microphone and people in front of me, I can, I can go on stage and tell some dick jokes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not... I can't imagine what it would be like to be... You know, Slash or Duff or one of these guys in the in the fucking nineties, and you have an arena full of people, and just Axl Rose is backstage throwing not coming out because he's yeah, just throwing a fit, refusing to come out. There's tens of thousands of people who paid to see you that are not only are you going to have to like refund the ticket or whatever, you, you know what I mean? And all, all this is going to be coming out of your pocket somehow. They might start a riot. And they did sometimes, they you know, I, I couldn't imagine fucking dealing with that.
0: I, I read both Slash's and Duff McGegan's book, and I, I don't remember which one of them wrote this, maybe both, because there was a lot of crossover in their stories. But there was one time where they said toward the end, they sort of figured Axel out and when he would throw a temper tantrum, or maybe they just did it once and then he didn't do it anymore towards the end, um, they just went out and started playing, like they said, Fuck it. You know, if he's going to be in the dressing oh, no room shit. and I Duff started that. singing the songs and Axel went, Oh shit, they're doing this without me. And then he got his <laughs> ass on stage. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If, if you remember, Duff can sing. He, he sings in his own band and he sang backup and all it. So yeah, I thought that was funny. All right. Final story. And I just, this is one of those things. It makes me wonder how dumb people are going to be when it comes to election 2020. Uh, Donald Trump just went to Texas and touted his deal with China for the farmers and basically china uh, agreed to buy all the shit that they were buying before the tariffs so he's saying hey everybody look what i did i solved the trade war that i started aren't i great so it'll be interesting to see if people actually fall for it and go yay he solved the trade war that he started and now china's gonna start buying you know soybeans from us which they were already buying so (laughs) <laughs> uh, just shit like this that's something that i get maybe that'd be another one that i shouldn't find funny but i do and and also sad
1: well yeah i mean as as long as hey i'll i'll, t- I'll take a, i'll take the end of a trade war as a distraction as opposed to world war three you know what i'm saying as long as he I mean, just, yeah stick with the trade war there you go he, he should go with that if, if that's what he needs to distract from the impeachment do that as opposed to Uh, you you, you know, blowing more people up and starting World War III, which I get if we're going to keep troops in the area, then yeah, maybe we should blow up the people trying to go after them. That's that's the other side of that, which uh, Democrats totally saw in in Syria when he was pulling out. Then they were like, well, we got to look out for American interests and allies and things like that. Um, That being said, I, I think, you know, we should probably pull out of there and not have to worry about that shit, so I don't want him using that as a dis- his distractions. Go with go with the trade war. Distract people with that.
0: Every every uh, issue is complex. One final thing for you, Jake, and for the listeners. Um, I was at the library with my kids, and what I do is when they uh, pick up books and play with trains, they're like their toys and games there at the library. Uh, I, I find a book that, you know, a cover will grab me and I'll go, oh yeah, I heard of this. Or uh, even if I haven't heard of it, I'll say, I'll just read the first chapter. And if I find it interesting, I will check it out and take it home. I am reading Edward Snowden's book. He is a goddamn good writer and I'm only a hundred pages in, but it is a good book. So anybody interested in reading, I am enjoying Edward Snowden's book right now. Uh, It's awesome. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Tell your friends to listen to us. Visit jakevevra.com. Visit nathantimmel.com. If you have a time machine, this will be uh, placed on Monday. So uh, go back in time to Saturday. I'm going to leave Chippewa Falls and go do a show in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Come see me tonight using your time machine. Thanks very much for listening. Write good reviews for us on Apple and wherever you listen to your podcast. Later.